Hey everyone, uh, welcome to another PAC conversation. Um, for those of you who don't know, PAC stands for the Partnership of Asian American Churches in Texas. And we're just a group of uh, evangelical churches whose mission is to assist the local church in advancing ministries uh, among the English-speaking um, Asian American population. So um, what we want to do here is just share um, just the kind of conversations that we, we already have as pastors and as friends and we hope that you'll be blessed by, by what you hear here. So my name is Andy, and I am a minister at West Houston Chinese Church, and um, I'll be serving as a moderator today. And uh, we have um, a couple of uh, friends here with us um, for this conversation, Patrick and Sam. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves really briefly. Um, so Sam, you want to kick it off? Yeah, my name is Samuel Kwan. Um, I'm the executive pastor at Fort Bend Community Church. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. And my name is Patrick Chang. Uh, I am one of the English pastors at Dallas Chinese Fellowship Church. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And just thanks so much for being here today. Um, so we just have um, this next question, and it's, it's a pretty important one. But we wanted to know what you think about um, what are some of the biggest obstacles to faith for uh, Asian American young adults today? Um, so, Sam, how about we start with you? What, what do you think? Yeah, um, you know, I think faith at any age is is uh, could be is a struggle or it is a challenge at times. But I think our young adults face a very particular challenge in the way either if they've grown up in the church or if they haven't grown in the church. Uh, there are three kind of things that I kind of see in uh, as obstacles for faith in the Asian American young adult. The first one is um, if they've grown up in the church, is this idea of a genuine faith or even uh, what we like to call a sticky faith at our church? Um, that's the idea that their faith is their own. It's not something that they've inherited or has been passed down to them. It's an idea that God is number one in their lives and it hasn't been uh, passed down to them. I think a genuine faith is understanding that, uh, you know, God is um, Lord uh, rather than their parents or the desire of their parents. And I think just a, a, a good way to see them grow in their faith is when they say that this faith is my faith, that it's not my parents, it's not something I inherited. So. Uh, the second thing is just the identity formation. I think like there's a, a deeper understanding of this whole uh, title or label of Asian American. Uh, if you if you uh, tag or if you combine the ideas of Asian American and, and Christian together, those are two huge things in itself. But I think you have to be uh, wise to separate the two and understanding that there is identity, um, understanding who we are as Asian Americans in American, the role that we play there and trying to figure out what's the difference between a Christian faith or an Asian American cultural understanding of identity. Um, so I think those that plays a huge role in kind of separating the two and is an obstacle. And the last one is this idea of the gospel sin management, which is something that uh, a great uh, uh, theologian of our time, well, recently of our time, Dallas Willard, kind of mentioned, he wrote um, this, this idea that we as a generation, especially Asian Americans, are really good at compartmentalizing our faith and even compartmentalizing our sin, um, saying one sin is better than the other or one sin is not worse than the other. And, and we just, when we focus our faith on managing our sin rather than worshiping God and laying, allowing him to be um, Lord and Savior, you know, the, the ruler of our lives. And so that, that when we, when we, attest to a gospel of sin management, we are actually falling short of even A, bring glory to God and uh, being honest about who God is in our lives. And so those are kind of the three things that I kind of see as obstacles that I think are huge challenges to our young adults currently today. 
Thanks, Sam. Yeah, those are great uh, observations and definitely huge uh, issues that we're, we're, we're all dealing with. Um, Patrick, how about you? Do you agree? Do you see the same thing in your churches and, or your church? And, and uh, you know, what else are you seeing out there? What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely uh, echo and agree with what Sam is saying. I think in addition to that, there's also uh, some cultural patterns uh, within the, the Asian culture that actually uh, tends to uh, be, uh, I guess, put on fire and actually uh, stroked in, in our American society. And one of the things is just uh, the desire for comfort and con convenience and coupled with that, a sense of, of being very risk adverse. And, and uh, in America, you know, all the hard work has been done up front. You know, all the roads are paved. Businesses are generally thriving. And so as a young adult, you know, they just have to do well in school and then they can get a nice and comfortable job, um, which is a, you know, it is a blessing. However, uh, with, with that type of mentality it tends to hinder their growth and their faith uh, because they don't have to work, um, work towards something, uh, put effort towards something that is worthwhile, take risks in relationships, uh, first in their personal relationships, but much less in their faith. Um, uh, challenging them to, to go to a missions trip or to share their faith or to make tough decisions, perhaps sacrificial decisions is a challenge, especially for the young adults. Um, you know, we, we're, uh, myself included, are very fragile in terms of, of the weather. You know, if my thermostat decreases by like two degrees, I'm sweating. And, and, and then when we, you know, when I would lead teams to a third world country where they don't have air conditioning or fans, right, in the background, um, you know, I'm sweating, I'm getting a headache. And I think that is um, generally a shared experience, especially amongst um, Asians where uh, we have where we're used to being comfortable we're used to being successful in america and anything outside of that is becomes unacceptable and that's being challenged these days with uh, uh, with covid uh, with uh, our political climate with our racial tensions and then we're forced to kind of get out of our comfort zone uh, but that's that's been a challenge and in many you know asians and young adults they just prefer to to retreat in, into uh, their corners or our corners. Yeah. No, definitely. Those are, those are big issues. Um, just trying to give people also just a sense of purpose and, 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 and taking risk and, and just doing great things for the kingdom. So I hear you on that. Um, well, you know, um, I guess a, a natural question afterwards is, so do you guys feel like there's a solution to this? Um, is there something that your churches have been doing to combat some of the problems or issues you've, 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 uh, you know, listed and, and if not yet, um, is there anything that you can do going forward? What do you guys think? Um, Sam, how about we go back to you? Yeah. With, um, with something that we've been, well, we've been trying to tackle this faith identity, um, our, our church, we have a large number of, uh, uh, immigrants who come to faith, um, in, in, at, when they immigrated here. And so, uh, they share their faith with their kids and they're bringing them to church and all that stuff. So we have a pretty high proportion of individuals, especially in the second gen 
who have come to faith because of their parents and not because of themselves. And so um, we've seen it as a high priority for us to kind of uh, at least lay down the foundation for these uh, young men and women, these uh, younger brothers and sisters in Christ to kind of see their faith as their own. Uh, we've been um, participating with the uh, Florida Youth Institute uh, study slash like cohort group for the past 10 years uh, over something that they started off as something called Sticky Faith and just trying to see how we are um, programming and even changing a philosophical idea of ministry um, within the walls of our church. And so it's made a lot of, uh, it's, it's pressed our church to make some hard moves and some that have been uncomfortable, but at the same time have been um, eye-opening to kind of see the temperature of our, the individuals of our church. You know, I think we have to be very careful in America of, the, of a consumer mentality where we're just kind of servicing the people. And, and we need to, as I think as, as pastors kind of, gauge a, a proper temperature of, of where our people process their faith. And so as I've worked with young adults, it's been, a, it's been an honor and privilege to see those who have, have identified themselves as Christians um, because of their belief and not because their mom and dad brought them. But I think it's like, it's definitely a challenge for all of our churches to, and, and the leadership of our churches to see uh, the importance of this, uh, this identity uh, factor into the second gen and not just take it for granted that they're just coming to church when they're under our roofs, but kind of seeing like where their, their faith develops after they leave the roofs of their parents. And so, and that's just one thing. I think it's, it's something that we, again, we, we've been able to engage. We've, we've asked our leadership to read books about this, like on the council level. Um, so that's been really important. So, you know, trying to change a, a, a philosophy of ministry within a church is, is very difficult yeah, in itself. But, but like if you, yeah, with the, I mean, if you get your pastoral staff on board, I think it, it changes the dynamics and the DNA of what you believe and how you carry out programs, even though church is not about programs at all. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for that. Um, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's great to have uh, your whole team on board. It makes things a lot easier and a lot better. Mm -hmm. It's great to hear that your churches are doing some big things to combat those issues. Um, Patrick, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, um, you know, these are very challenging times um, in terms of taking risks, you know, um, with, with COVID right in front of us. Um, so our, our normal patterns of, of doing ministry have all been disrupted, right? So the question is what we're going to do from now on, and that's uh, what our leadership team is praying uh, through. But in the past, what we've done to help people uh, realize that they can take risks, and then, yes, they are risky, um, but the rewards are, are often worthwhile, is to take people and challenge them to, you know, to, for example, to go on an international missions trip, ministering to those who are less privileged, going to a country that doesn't have air conditioning, doesn't have um, all the foods, and some of the foods may give you, uh, upset your stomach. Um, and then we've seen uh, people step out of their comfort zone. People who, who have uh, rarely uh, spoken up, have even shared their testimonies in front of like hundreds of children. And then people who perhaps are very hesitant even to say hello to a newcomer, um, have come back from those trips and encourage people to go and, and take a step of faith. And then they've been a, a witness and, you know, humbly say that, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. 
Um, so we've been very uh, proud of those people um, and seeing people uh, grow in those areas. Um, and I think as we go forward, it's also um, taking that same same mentality and saying, you know, how can we take uh, appropriate risks and not being stupid, but risks of faith to reach out to others during COVID. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, and thanks to both of you guys. Those were awesome suggestions and, uh, and thanks for just pointing those things out. I think that they're all struggles that we're continuing to pray through and um, praying that God will give mm -hmm. us wisdom in, in the days ahead. So anyways, just want to thank you, Sam and Patrick, for your insight and your time. And thank thanks, you to who are, thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening in um, and joining in on this conversation and for future conversations. You can find them on our Facebook page at uh, PACT, or you can visit our webpage at uh, paactexas.org. Uh, God bless.